On today's episode of Let's Go Together, I interview my good friend, Jared, and we dive into his incredible story. Um, he's been through some hard times, through his family, through getting in a, in a car accident, like so many incredible things, but we really talk about him and his life and his quest um, of being a life alchemist. And we get into what an alchemist is and everything into that episode. Just really powerful hearing his story. And there's so many golden nuggets and things to take forward that we can use from his story and the lessons that he's learned through all the different experiences from traveling the world um, and the different things to get to where he is today. So without further ado, let's dive in. But first, the intro. Welcome to Let's Grow Together. My name is Nick Bonatotibus, motivational speaker and digital marketing strategist. And this podcast is all about helping you grow both in life and business. Let's dive in. We are back and I am fired up for another episode. Um, this is so great. This is such a great guest to, to bring on here. Um, because this particular individual was one of the first, I'll say, I'll say it, my first friend that I created in San Diego. Um, and it's so cool how we met, you know, I just posted a video in a group and you replied, next thing you know, you're taking me on a surfing lesson and making it happen. Now you're on the podcast. This is awesome. Welcome, Jared. So glad you're here. Thank you. Stoked to be here. What an awesome intro. Excited to dive in. Love it. Awesome. So real quick, tell us a little bit about who you are and what you do and who you serve. Right on. Well, like you said, my name is Jared Schuster. I go by many different titles. I'm a world traveler. I'm a surfer, a yogi, a chef. Some people call me a hippie. I'm a speaker, an entrepreneur, a life coach, and a life alchemist. Uh, I'm the founder of Sparks of Consciousness Life Alchemy Coaching. I provide courses and coaching for people who are suffering burnout, need direction, feeling blocked in their life, looking to attract more success, are knowing there's something more out there for them, or and or are just ready to unveil their inner alchemist that exists inside each and every one of us. Love it. Alchemist, what? What do you mean by alchemist? Like, what's your definition of an alchemist? The definition of an alchemist is somebody who can take, take something and magically transform it into something else. So whether it's a piece of earth turning it into gold, if you're going back to olden times, the way that I apply the word alchemy to life is tapping into the higher source or higher self of who we are and being able to transcend the monotony or the hard or the suffering that goes on in life to see the silver linings rise above it and lead more fulfilling life to align with your purpose and your highest calling. That to me is the epitome of what a life alchemist is, is somebody who is wakes up to the realization that we are here to support and serve one another. Dude, amazing. That's such an interesting like title too, even in itself you know, as a, you know, a life, a life alchemist as a title, because I've never heard it used um, in that terminology. Really, my own background from the word itself is only from the book, The Alchemist, um, which I'm sure you've read, um, which is a great book. So, but I'm curious, so how did you kind of get on this journey? I know you've got, you've got an amazing story and you've told me, you know, off recording. And so I'd love to kind of dive into how you came about to this world of entrepreneurship to getting in San Diego, your business. And I know there's a lot of places and world traveling and stuff that you've done. So I'd love to just like dive into that. Sure. Yeah. Let's see how, how I can condense this down because it is quite the journey. Um, I would say that my journey started when I was about six years old. Um, I lost my father to the AIDS virus that was the first pandemic that my family had to live through. After he passed away, for me, I think that my coping mechanism was always money. It was always like, how can I run away from my feelings 
And for me, the outlet was like business, sales, money, networking, like grind, grind, grind. So from six years old, I think it was seven, I had my first business. I started selling stationary door to door. And that's just kind of, that set the stage for the rest of my life. At age 13, I was working at a Chinese takeout restaurant, making really good money under the table, working in restaurants from then on, started getting into sales. Went to Purdue University, got my degree in business and marketing. Everything I had done prior was like, that's, that's who I am. I'm, I'm here to, to sell. I'm here to make money. That is what is going to make me happy in life. That is success. So when I graduated from Purdue, it was in the height of the recession, and there really were no jobs. So I started interviewing. You know, I had a really good background and a lot of good connections that I had made through my time there. So I started interviewing my junior year, and by the time senior year came around, I had my my pick of five different companies to go work for. All of them really didn't seem right within me. And the last organization that I interviewed with flew me out to California, you know, uh, born and raised Chicago, Purdue's in Indiana. So I had never experienced the West Coast. I always knew I wanted more of an outdoor lifestyle. And I always thought that was Colorado because that's in my mind where our country ended. I had never been more West of Colorado up until that point in my life. So I got off the airplane and I didn't, I knew nothing about the company really, nothing about the job. And I was like, holy cow, the mountains, the ocean, the sun. Wow. I've arrived. So I went through the interview process. It was with an education startup and I decided to take the job with them once they offered it to me. I was in the top 10% of the company almost right away. It was within the first two months of working there. Within the first four months, they promoted me to help them build out a brand new division in K-12 software and sales. And then at month nine, I hit burnout. And it was just this moment of like, is this all there is? Is this what I've worked so hard for? All the schooling, all the hustling, all the chasing money. It, to show up every day, put in all this time for somebody else's dream, for an organization I just truly wasn't passionate about. And so around month nine, I heard a calling that it, I had to go. It was time to leave that business. It got me to California. I was so grateful for that. I had started to learn to surf. You know, I tell people that surfing is the reason I quit my career job. The day that I caught my first wave, I was like, whoa, I need to do this every day. Like this provides me with more joy than I've ever experienced. I've never connected with nature in this way before. It's like, how can I do this every day? And so I found myself being led to work at a high-end sushi restaurant in Malibu, California. And that was a really pivotal job in my life as every day I was networking with our world's rich and famous. And this is what I dreamed my entire life, to be in this community of being surrounded by the wealthy and the luxury. And over time, I started to see the complete opposite. And it's like, looking back, I'm so grateful for the experience, but I, I started not being so attracted to that life. I started to see how, if you're not mindful with your money, I could see the darkness that can come with it. And how that isn't the answer of some of these people who had everything on the outside were so disconnected on the inside. Many marriages or kids not talking to them. Maybe on the outside, they looked like they had money, but serious debt, whatever it may be. So I worked there for, for a while and I started, I started feeling kind of, I started getting sick. I started taking on a lot of what was going on within that environment and absorbing a lot of those issues. And I was in my early twenties at the time, bartending, serving, I say your bartender is like your therapist and a 20 year old being a therapist slash bartender to very wealthy people was a lot of weight on my shoulders. And there came a point where I just felt like I needed to step away for a minute and it wasn't about quitting or leaving that. It was like, I, what, what should I do? And I just started putting it out there and I started hearing it's time to travel. It's time to go explore the world. So I went to my employer and I said, I, I'm going to take three months. I need to take three months off to regroup. And so they, they granted to me. I said, you have a job when you come back. So I took three months off and I went to Europe and I did a pretty amazing, but typical 20 something year old European trip, just 
backpacking, staying in hostels, partying every night, new city every two days, coolest time of my life. I returned back to the job. I was feeling good, but I started seeing myself fall back into the patterns that turned me off to begin with. And so I went back to them and I expressed like, I need to take more time. I need to, I need to get away again. They said, okay, you can leave and you'll have a job when you come back. Thank you. How awesome. This trip, I decided I was going to take six months. I didn't have much of an agenda. I knew I wanted to go. I was going to start in Thailand. And eventually, I wanted to end up in Indonesia and, of course, check out the surf. So I went to Thailand, rocked my world, such a special, magical place. I spent about two months there. Then I went to Indonesia and did kind of the endless summer trip of just surfing lots of waves. I was teaching surf over there for a while. And then on Christmas Day, I was looking at a world map and I was like, where do I want to go next? And it was looking at me right in the face. The only place that I saw on the map was India. And I was like, whoa, I'm this close to India? Like, okay. And India is a, a big trip, I feel. It's, it's a total culture shock. It's, it's backwards from anything that, that's going on here in the States. And so I finagled my way to get the visa, took some time, but I got the visa to get to India and I booked myself into a 30-day, 200-hour yoga teacher training. The teacher training transformed my life. Uh, I was very challenging doing all this work. It was, you know, 12, 15 hours a day of study and practice in, in the Indian sun. And then I, when that completed, I spent probably a month and a half traveling around India, just seeing sacred sites, connecting with the most amazing people, eating the best food of my entire life. And I was convinced I was ready to return to the States to become a teacher to share all these tools I had just gained from my travels. I was like, I'm so ready to give this gift back to the world. And the way I tell the story, you know, I, I speak about the universe and for, who, for anybody who's listening, you know, you can replace the universe with, with God, if that sounds better or spirit for me, it's universal energy. And so when I look back on that story, it's like the, the universe had something very different in store for me. I wasn't meant to come back to teach right away. It wasn't my journey. And so I came back to the States and I came back to the restaurant and I was back for two weeks and I was driving home from work and I was hit head on. I was in a collision and it broke both of my legs and left me for about a year stuck in my bed to just sit with myself. You know, my, my surfing was gone. Walking was gone. Hiking was gone. Everything I'd loved. There was no work to do. It was just me. And that's where my yoga training came into play. It's like those tools I needed to get to prepare me for that time of isolation, the time of self-reflection, the time to go within. So as my year was coming to an end, you know, the physical body really bounced back really quick. I was so grateful. My body did some pretty miraculously healing that blew a lot of doctors' minds away. I, I give a lot of credit to that because of mindset, because of the tools in India. And so the final chapter of my healing led me to a shamanic healing center in the Andes Mountains of Ecuador. So I booked myself into this 12-day, five-ceremony healing retreat center. Really had no idea what I was getting myself into, but when there's a calling there, this is how I live my life. You, you listen to your intuition and you go. Don't question it so much, just trust. So I showed up there and you work with sacred plant medicine. You're working with ancient, ancient indigenous wisdom. The shamans are just like some of the most powerful people I've ever experienced in my whole life. My second ceremony just radically shifted my entire life. I was able to pretty much heal and let go of 20 years worth of baggage in just a matter of of about 18 hours. They were the hardest 18 hours of my life, but I chose to, to release that. And that, a lot of that came back to my six-year-old self of me never truly learning how to, how to get over, how to grasp losing my father. So in that ceremony was where I got to reconnect with him, where I got to let go of the anger that I found out that I had been holding onto for so many years. I was angry that he left us. It was so freeing to just finally surrender to it. And after that ceremony, I went to the owner of the center and I was, I just 
I was like, I have to be a part of what you have going on here. I have so much more work to do on myself. I need to learn how to be here for others. I am here to serve humanity. Like I, I need to learn my, my gift, my tools. So she said, come back in three months and I'll have a spot for you on staff. So I went back to Los Angeles and I sold everything I owned. I packed a 44 liter backpack. I went back to Europe to kill some time. So I, I, was, uh, I worked at a surf hostel in Portugal for a while. My sister's in Spain, I visited her, traveled all around Europe. And then I started a year in Ecuador. Six months of it was managing this healing center, learning how to hold space for over 200 people, every ailment, every disease, everything that can hold somebody back. I saw come through there and I saw people get a taste of their higher self. I don't say that they were fully healed, but what you get shown in those in ceremony is tools to apply to your life to complete your healing. So after six months, my calling there, I just knew my time there was done. I was fried. It was the best work of my entire life. It was the coolest. It, you know, I tell people, if you've seen Harry Potter or X-Men, the training academy or the school in Harry Potter, it's like, I was there. Like, it's real. I, I really was there. I was one of the students. I got a PhD from there. And I, so I, I left the center and I moved to the coast of Ecuador. I found this tiny little fishing village. I was like one of the only gringos in town. And I just surfed my brains out and reintegrated back into the world and lived there for six months. And at the end of that, I was like, okay, my time in South America for now at least is, is done. Where next? And I sat with that and I sat with that. And I was anticipating moving to Europe, but I couldn't figure out how to get a visa. At the time, a friend had said, hey, I, I just moved to this great community in San Diego called Ocean Beach. I Just come stay with me while you figure out where you're going next. Kind of the rest is history. I showed up with my backpack and I got to Ocean Beach and it was like, I'm home. This, this is what I'm searching for. The little beach cottage that I had in Ecuador that I loved so much. It was so hard for me to let that go. I'm now in this community of in the United States where it's all these 60s and 70s retro beach cottages. I live two blocks from the ocean. You know, I've manifested this, what my dream was in Ecuador, I've manifested in the United States. And I've been here now for, I think close to five years. And I've been, I've been doing the work that I shared with you all a few minutes ago of coaching, holding space, helping people transform, helping people unblock what's going on inside of them. I do that in many different ways, you know, whether it's through just a surf lesson of let's get out in the water. I've gotten clients by working with dogs. You know, I love animals. I train and walk dogs just for fun on the side. And it's amazing where clients show up or where people show up when you just show up as your authentic self. So that, that's the, the short but long version of my story for you. Yeah, I mean, it's so fascinating. You've been to so many places. I didn't realize that you had been to like Europe multiple times. Like there is like you went there, then you came back and then, you know, um, you, know you were in India, then, then back then in Ecuador and, and just like, and I love the reference to Harry Potter and X-Men. I'm a huge nerd. So that totally like hit a chord with me. Like that's, that's the dream, right? <laughs> mm -hmm. Save your school for the gifted, you know, the wizarding world. Gotta love it. Um, it it's so interesting. There's so many things that I want to hit on because I was taking notes on, on the things that you're saying, but there was one thing that kept coming up, you know, throughout this process, one core thing, your whole journey, everything. And, you know, our relationship in itself has, has had an attachment to this as well, which is surfing and how that's such a huge part of just like your lifestyle and thing. What is it about, you know, surfing that you just find so invigorating and, you know, being able to connect? That's it. You know, as you're even talking about it, I feel chills because of what it does for me. Um, Surfing is the rawest form of connecting to mother nature that I've ever found. It is the place to disconnect, to reconnect. So it is the one place that I have found where you're not there with noise outside of, you know, maybe other surfers or sounds of the ocean, but you're so present. 
and that that's all it is is like you are so in the moment you're at the mercy of this incredible but extremely powerful energy and body of water you are at the mercy of all the living things that exist you are in their house and like we saw last time i took you surfing a pot of dolphins it's like if you've ever experienced dolphins in the wild i mean it, it's breathtaking there is something primal inside of us that just is like holy cow these are these creatures are amazing and when seals pop their head up they're like the dogs of the water and but the core theme is is being in the present moment it's a place that just centers you and if you've ever tried surfing you know you can't catch a wave if your mind is on anything else you have to be so just focused on what it is what's coming behind you and if you're thinking about something else that wave is going to pass you by or that wave is going to tumble you and throw you around so it is the truest practice of mindfulness of presence of gratitude it's just it is my it is my church i'm in the water every single day and it's my therapy it's i need it and i encourage anybody like we i did with you like anybody who comes out here hit me up for a lesson but just get in the water like go touch the water we need it our bodies gravitate towards water yeah and there are like studies that there's a certain release that happens in the body when just being around running water um and what it can do um like ions and i don't know all the science behind it but it is it's fascinating it was so cool when you and i went um i, I remember because it was so funny you know we're sitting on the board and you know you you're like oh did you see that I was like, oh, no. And, you know, like, it was a dolphin. I'm like, oh, I was so mad I missed it. And then next thing you know, before we know it, we're just, like, surrounded by dolphins. Um, like, you know, we could have reached out and touched them. They were, like, so close to us. That was, like, so incredible. But it's just like what you said. I think one of the most important things about, you know, what you mentioned in being so focused, you know, in order to catch a wave when you're out there, how present you need to be. And I think there's so many underlying truths to all of that in just life in general and how we need to be present in order to get the things that we're after. Like how important is being present, not only in surfing, but also in life. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. That's it yeah. is if you're thinking, I was actually writing on this today, uh, kind of on the power of manifesting and your visualization. And it's like, if you're thinking so far, it's great to have your goal and focus on that of like what you want in the long term, but you have to be so present so that each little step can show up for you to see it. Otherwise, all you're focused on is this thing so far outside of yourself that seems impossible to attain. So this is where the practice of like mindfulness comes in, of almost taking yourself out of situations and, and viewing yourself in this moment right now and choosing how you want to react, choosing how you want to show up, choosing how you want to accept the next step that presents itself. So I think that's where a lot of, I mean, you're spot on where my passion of surfing comes from because it can be translated to every aspect of your life. Yeah. And I think it's just important in general, like to find your surfing, you know, like it doesn't have to be mm -hmm. surfing. I think we just need to find what, what really makes us like so happy that we want to be able to do it every single day, you know? And it's like, you know, here in your situation, you're like, I want to surf every day. Okay. So how can I create a career, or, you know, a business that allows me to surf every single day? Um, and I think that's so awesome because at the end of the day, you're starting with the end in mind. What did you want to do? You wanted to surf and then you're figuring it out and going from there. Um, but you have such a cool story just with, with everything that you've been able to do through through your training and you've mentioned a few times um that i'd like to dive in a little bit more is just manifesting you know it's something that people often talk about i've had my own experiences with manifesting but i'd love to hear more about how you see manifestation and how it has kind of helped you i know you shared some of the examples but i believe you have a whole like a document that you've created focused on manifestation. So I'd love to hear more into just the realm of manifestation. Absolutely. So manifesting is your connection or your declaration to the universe 
as to what it is that you're ready and wanting to receive. I'm a big believer that we are the creators of our own reality and we get to choose the world that we want to live in. And with that comes ever abundance. We can have really anything we want in this lifetime. It is up to us to show up, to take the steps and to receive it. You can't block it once you take the steps and say, ah, I don't want it anymore. So for me, this document that you're referencing is a course that I am creating. It will be ready in the next few weeks. I'm excited to share it with the world, but I have laid out eight steps of, of, of how to manifest. It's, I've created it into this pyramid. A lot of it, it begins with visualization, visualizing what it is in your mind's eye that you are desiring so much. What is the joy? And again, when you manifest, it's like you don't just hit it once. Once you get to the top, once you receive it, I'll get there. The top is always gratitude. But So you create a strong vision. From there, you're going to build your desire. How do you convince yourself to almost salivate for what it is that you're visualizing? So you want to create that in the brain. It's all about planting seeds subconsciously in your mind. You have an idea in the conscious in the forefront of your brain. But the idea of manifesting is how do I move it from the forefront of my brain to the back of my brain so things start happening automatically. So after you build the desire, then you have to work on belief. This is a really big topic of let's go back. Why do you believe the things that you believe? Was it an indoctrination? Was it from something outside yourself? from parents, from friends, from politics, from the media? Do you have self-limiting beliefs? You need to look at those and break down kind of like, what are my beliefs that are holding me back from being fully open to receiving what it is that I want to receive? From there, it's surrendering to acceptance of just fully accepting where you're at in life and, and trusting that what is, what is there for you will present itself when, it, when the time is right. We talk about intention setting, how important it is to wake up every day and set an intention for what is that day. You know, I talk a lot on mindfulness. Intention and mindfulness really go hand in hand together of what are you intending? What energy are you putting out there? It's like, am I choosing happiness today before my day even starts? Is that my intention? Am I intending that I'm going to perceive negative tasks as lessons or less challenging than I normally do? So... Like I said, energy is everything with your intention. What are you putting out to receive and attract back? From there comes by far the most important stage of manifesting is action. A lot of people think, oh, you know, I don't, you just wish what it is you want and sit back and, and, it, and it just shows up at your doorstep. And it's like, well, I could tell you that does happen sometimes, but it's a much more accurate way to receive when you start taking action. And that just means showing up every day not these giant leaps it's like what is one thing that i have done today to get me closer to my goals and the more you do that that one thing that one thing leads to the next thing leads to the next thing leads to the next thing but you would have never known that third step down the road had you not taken the first step so it's just yeah. showing up and saying i'm ready from Absolutely. there it's allowance and then at the peak is gratitude and for me the foundation of life is gratitude of just thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you for the challenge. Thank you for the blessings. And in my family, we have a saying. My mother coined this term. It's called, it's, we say, thank you more, please. One word, thank you more, please. And it's this idea of expressing gratitude for all the blessings you have in your life. And the more please is about tapping into that infinite, abundant love that the universe has for us. So you can always ask for more. It's never thank you. Oh, uh, this, this is enough. It's like, no, go on. What do you want next? You can have it. Let's go. Let's keep working. You got this whole life to create, to, to manifest, to choose what it is you want. So thank you more, please. I and love that, that. that. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> thank you more, please. No, that's so awesome. Um, and I love that aspect again, just the concept of abundance of being, you know, able to have more there's no limitations on what you can have but it comes with starting with that intention and i love that you brought up the intention because that is the first step and you know in how we what do we want you know focusing on what we want and taking and and setting that intention on a daily basis with with the action so i'm curious in regards to like habits and routines 
And how do you kind of set the intention um, for your goals in general and also just like for the day to set set yourself up for success? I think meditation is a big part of what sets me up for success every day. It centers me and grounds me and then it's surf. So those two or my, or my meditation of the day is surf. So it's having a practice first thing in the morning before we go on autopilot of just the routine. Do something to wake your body up. Do something to wake your mind up before you start going into the nitty gritty details of what, it, what you need to do each day. I think that the biggest question I ask myself every day, every afternoon and every night to what we talked on is like, what is one thing that I did today to get me closer to my goals at lunchtime? Am I doing it? Have I done it? Am I going to? And at nighttime, what was the one thing that I did today to get me closer to my goals? How did that one thing feel? And what is one thing that I can start thinking about for tomorrow that will now get me closer to my goals. Love it. Yeah. It's so it's, you know, we, we do what we think about, you know, we take actions on the things and setting the intention. And this isn't necessarily an easy habit, but the idea is if you really want something, then you need to make the time to be thinking about it on a regular consistent basis you know, at least once a day, you know, I love that you mentioned, you know, in the morning and, you know, in the afternoon at night, because you're really keeping it that much, you know, top of mind. Um, And that's how we prioritize what it is that we really want. I know when I wanted to move to San Diego, I mean, a full year, it was like all I thought about, it was hard for me to think about anything else. Because it was just, I mean, I wrote about it every single day. I thought about it every single day. I talked to people about it every single day. You know, it's, it was just such a huge thing for me to want to do. And the idea is, what do you want? And then you can make it happen. Like, that's, it's, the, it's a beautiful thing, you know? I mean, even just looking at, at your journey and being able to travel as much as you, you know, were able to do. You know, the fact you were able to ask, you know, the company, I'm like, hey, can I just take some time off? Like that thought that that may not even cross some people's head to even like be willing to ask that question. And I think that's a huge thing to consider also is ask, not like ask people, ask the universe, what is it that you want? And just be willing to put it out there and, and ask. Absolutely. And the more you ask and, not keep things bottled up the more the answers show up instantly and regarding asking for time off from an organization you know that it that is a very kind of gray area to address and i know it evokes a lot of emotion within people because it's like i get my two weeks a year i've worked so hard for that if i ask them what will they think but i also encourage people it's like we all get one shot at this life and when you go and ask for something like that, I mean, there's ways to, to phrase it. And I definitely didn't just say, I want to take three months. It was, I need to take some time off to grow myself so that I can come back and show up and be a better, more dedicated employee for you. When you present it in terms, something like that, something authentically speaking from your heart, the answer it doesn't matter what their answer is. Let the answer come from within you of how they respond. And so, like I said, we get one shot at this life. If you're being called to travel, there's going to be jobs. There's, you know, it's like we all have stuff, but prioritize what is going to bring you the most joy and the most growth in your life. We all need to start doing that more instead of this deferred life of I will travel when, when I have X amount of money or after I've accrued this much time or whatever. If there is this burning desire for you to move across the country, there's a reason for that. It's not for nothing. I say that all the time. Nothing is for nothing. So just by showing up, just by doing the move, you're seeing how all these other pieces are coming into place to help you, help your business, help your life, help you grow. And it's like you can't just stay stuck and stagnant in, the, in these boxes that we put ourselves in. 
Yeah. And I think travel is such a big thing because we do limit ourselves. I mean, the world has changed, you know, with everything that's happened with COVID. I mean, you'd be shocked. Yes, you can't really travel like certain places like can't really go out of the country right now. But, you know, I saw someone post something recently and was like, oh, I wish I was like in Miami. And it's like, well, technically, like you can get there, you know, like if depending on what your job is or creating the resources around that. I mean, a lot of people are working remote. Most people are working remote. So like, all right, you don't want to fly, drive, you know, but people just, they find these excuses. They find these limiting, um, you know, beliefs, or they come up these stories of, of why they can't do this, why they can't travel, where it's like, if you really want to do it, you'll figure out a way to, to make it happen. You know, there are so many different ways. We live in such an amazing world filled with so many opportunities And even though, you know, it's easy to say, oh, well, COVID, there's no jobs or it's hard to get business or it's hard to start a business. It's like, that's your belief, you know, but there's tons of people out there right now that are traveling the world, starting businesses, they're thriving, you know, it, it's up to you to decide, you know, and I know you, I love you. You mentioned that too, is like decide, you need to decide because when you choose, when you realize you have that choice, it can make all the world and the difference in getting to where you want to go. And it may present somewhere you didn't think you, you could get or wanted to go. New ideas will come in. And the person that's, that's out there who wants to go to Miami and is coming up with all the excuses, I say, just get out of your zip code. Just go somewhere else. It could be a day trip, but get out of your comfort zone. Just start there. COVID is a really interesting time and it's been, It's been tough for me, especially to sit still and not go. I thrive abroad. I love getting out of this culture. I'm too comfortable in this culture. I like putting myself in other communities that I'm the only me there. I'm the only one that looks like me there. But I also feel that COVID, this is the time to dream and not dream that you'll never have it. It's the time to dream as in visualize. This is the beginning foundation of what you wanna manifest. And this is the opportunity that we all have right now, no matter what you have going on in your life, doesn't matter if it's travel, doesn't matter if it's starting a business, whatever your thing is, right now is the time to go in, in as in within yourself, to sit with yourself and start asking. We all have this awesome opportunity to start dreaming right now because things are gonna shift and change and open up and our world is evolving. And then when that happens, you're gonna be so much more ready because you spent the time during this time to dream. Love it. Taking the time to dream, using the opportunities where we are, um, you know, and making our dreams a reality, you know? That's like a a huge huge part of this. Um, One thing I'd love to kind of, circle back to um it was something you actually mentioned really early on before you even started getting into your story um and you mentioned how you were thinking about success and how much you wanted to achieve success and that looked at making lots of money when you're surrounded by all these people in the sushi restaurant making tons of money so how do you define success now i should say (laughs) yeah i mean in one sense, success to me is ultimate freedom over my time. But in the bigger picture, success to me is having enough, enough of whatever of resources, enough material resources, enough time resources, enough financial resources to give back. To me, the most successful people, the ones that I admire and idolize and strive to become are the ones that are so focused on, I have figured this thing out. How can I give it back in the most cost-effective, free best way possible to affect as many people as i can because we're all here to share our gifts when you wake up to your gift your job is to share it with humanity we don't keep it for ourselves so it's one thing to build the success ladder of of the toys and the money and the houses and that that's a different form of success but take it one step further of how how can i give away how can I fill myself up with so much love that I have to give it away? There's just, I need to give it, give it, give it. That is success to me. And that is what I practice as often as possible. That's how we met of doing what I call authentic networking of reaching out to people who I feel like I connect with. There's no hidden agenda. There's no 
there's nothing. It's like, let's have a conversation and let's see where it goes. Let's see if we can help support each other on this journey called life. And here we are. And I have this with so many other people. And it is, it's just showing up as me and saying, this is who I am. Take it or leave it. But I have a lot to offer. I want to give. I'm just here to give. Love it. I did have a hidden agenda. I, I wanted friends. <laughs> that's a good one. I think that's, that's okay one. <laughs> if, no. Yeah. <laughs> I do love what you said though, because that's such a, a unique answer to the question um, in really focusing on how we can give back um, and, and what that looks like. Because, you know, often it does, it comes down to money or, you know, um, different aspects of most of it's wrapped around money, whether it be homes or travel, because that can cost money. But obviously, there can be efficient ways to travel that don't cost as much. But, you know, to talk about having the resources to be able to give back um, is just super powerful and just says so much about you um, to reflect on. And, you know, I think that the more that we can focus on giving back and there's so many different levels of that, whether or not we're giving back our knowledge, whether or not we're giving our resources, uh, you know, or, um, you know, money or not, like the, the, we underestimate what giving back actually means. We, we, a lot of times we associate it with money, but there are so many things that we can actually focus on that allow us to give back that's not necessarily focused around money. And I think that's such a powerful thing. Like you said, you know, even just with um, other people that you're meeting, you know, you're giving back to just people. It's not necessarily like charities. It's just like the give mentality. Um, and when you think about all of like super successful people, the ones that have like really wealthy, but then end up like committing suicide, you know, and, but the ones that, that find purpose, the ones that find meaning, I mean, there's a reason why there's so many top celebrities that like start nonprofits and, you know, they find something that is deep within them that they want to give back, that they believe in, you know, because they've reached a certain level of success allows them to impact even more because of the influence that they have. And so, you know, with your answer, I think that's just such a, you know, inspiring answer to achieve success because more success means your ability to give back more. Thank you. Yeah. And, and a side note to touch on, just to tell people out there that travel does not take money. That is a myth that I want to demystify today that I speak on my journey and a lot of people are like, how have you afforded it? And I'm happy to share that with you, reach out to me, but it does not cost. It costs as much as you're wanting to spend. Right. And that's the thing. Most people, I'm sure, like myself, when I want to travel, like I want to be somewhat living it up, you know. That's yeah, I've worked on farms. I've you know, I've I've slept on benches, but I mean it's choice. Right. It's given me the experiences. So But again, what you're what you're saying too is like, well, how much do you really want to travel? You know, Mm -hmm. like that's the question that you're asking. You're willing to work on a farm and sleep on a bench because you wanted to travel that much, which shows how much. But again, you don't necessarily have to do that. But there is, you know, again, determining what that threshold is for you to be able to make those travels, to make the, and it doesn't have to be crazy. I mean, people overestimate what traveling even looks like. I mean, you don't have to travel abroad, just like get in your car and go somewhere, go to the next state over, you know, stay there for a weekend. I mean, it's just like people underestimate these little things. And once you kind of can get out of your environment, I think that it opens up so many things within your mind. And that's, that's what we want to be able to do. You know, we have to think about how we can change our environment and change the things that we're doing to open ourselves up and, and create that space to be able to evolve in ourselves. And if we're just always in our own bubble, doing the same thing every single day, you're just going to stay the same and you're not going to grow. Have you heard that quote? And I'm, I'm not going to do it justice, but it's like insanity is doing the same thing. Oh, do you know, do you know the full uh-huh. quote? Yeah. Good yeah. One. Insanity is um, doing the same thing over and over again and expecting a different result. That's it. I love it. Yeah. 
so it true. is it's it is it's so true you know if you want change in your life you need to change your life <laughs> you know like it's as simple as that and making those changes and making those adjustments to get the things that we want um super super powerful stuff man this was so awesome um you know hearing your story um the life alchemist i love i love that um you know talking about your your whole journey i appreciate you opening up about your dad and your 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 story and just like how you've been able to kind of overcome those struggles through your travels and being able to bring up those things that were there that you didn't even realize you know were there you know we talked about manifestation and the power of that you know really being able to focus on the intention taking action with that intention thinking about the things that we want focusing on those goals visualizing what we want taking the action thank you more please love that that's so awesome nothing is for nothing i love that quote too i wrote that down I think that's just such a powerful thing to think about. That things happen for a reason. Take notes on the signs and the things that we see and give back, you know, give back. It's a beautiful world and it just feels good, you know, do it for the selfish reasons, you know, because when you give back, it feels good. So if like if it's, if it's nothing else, you know, do it for yourself um, because it feels amazing. Just give back, whether it be money or your time, but your time is so much better than than money. Um, you know, it's just such a different experience when you're actually feet on the ground, um, you know, doing the work, seeing the people that you're impacting is super, super powerful. Um, and so with that, I would love to ask you this. Do you have one um, book recommendation that you absolutely love that you just always recommend to other people to, to read? It's so hard to narrow it down to one just because I, I dabble in the business world and I dabble in the, in the spiritual world so much. You can do I one think, of each if you prefer yeah. <laughs> or three. That seems to be the magic number. Cause I, I feel like I should probably just start with that as my question as three, because a lot of people are like, I'll give you three. And I'm like, okay. So if you want to give more than one, that's cool. Too. Okay. First, first one in the category of just starting to think outside the box in terms of work the four hour work week radically shifted my life. I read that when I was like 18 and that was like, wait, we can live a different life than what we're being taught. So shout out Tim Ferriss. Awesome book. In terms of the spiritual world. I mean, there's so many awesome books to read. I recently read one called the diamond cutter. That was so cool. It really blended um, Tibetan Buddhism with running a modern day business of how to, how to navigate that space. That was pretty kick-ass. Just the theory of how they work in these concepts where we think of monks and removal from society, but it's like we can apply these principles to our everyday and still have the success that we dream of. In terms of straight kind of business, new age thought, you know, Napoleon Hill is the OG of all this kind of work. So Think and Grow Rich is good. The one that I've been studying for like Two, it's taken me over two years to get through it is the law of success. It's like think and grow rich on steroids. It's like a thousand pages of just mindset and how to do it. So books by Dale Carnegie, how to win friends, influence people. You know, I'm, I'm rattling off a bunch now, but <laughs> there's so much out there. Just, just start picking up books, start reading. There's so much knowledge in books in reading. And it's, I believe it's getting so underrated, unfortunately. So yeah, I mean, it's all about the environment and the world that you live, you know, and the people that you engage with. Um, you know, I find more and more in the circles that I surround myself with, um, reading has just become such a normal part of my discussions and talks that I have with these new people that I am surrounding myself with. Um, it's a beautiful thing, you know, that this podcast itself, you know, that question is so easily asked because the, the guests that I bring on, um, reading is such an important part. Um, and it's such a cool world, especially coming from someone like myself who hated reading. I never thought that I would want to read. And now all I want to do is like find new books, hear about new things, talk about books that I read with other people that have also read it. Um, you know, it's just such a, it's such a fascinating, uh, world and there's so much knowledge out there 
um, for you to get your hands on and read and, and just like make yourself think differently so that we can continue to just grow and work on ourselves. It's just a beautiful thing. Absolutely. I never thought that I'd be as a kid that I'd be talking about books I read. I was the same as you. I didn't read my first book cover to cover until I was like, like 17 years old. So it's yeah. cliff notes and spark notes getting through school. I hated it, but now it's like, it is probably the best resource of knowledge and growth is, is reading. Absolutely. I did the same thing. Don't tell my uh, senior year English teacher that I did my entire term paper on a, on a movie instead of the actual book. <laughs> That's why they made the movie. <laughs> Apparently it was different. I didn't get caught, but you know, what are you going to do? Um, but yeah, now it's like, you know, I love it. It's an amazing, uh, it's an amazing thing, but um, this was awesome. Jared, thank you so much um, for your time. It was just uh, it's so incredible hearing more about your story. Um, and you know, if there was one lesson, I think to take hold of this too, is like, uh, it's time to surf. Um, where do you live? Make it happen. Um, <laughs> I'm looking forward to you and I getting out there, um, on the waves again, uh, real soon. Um, so I'll be in touch with you in regards to that. Um, so thank you again for your time. Greatly appreciate you. Um, and I will talk to you soon. Thanks, Nick. This was awesome. Awesome. And thank you all you amazing listeners for joining us today. Get out there, make it happen. And remember, let's keep growing together. Wait, wait, one more thing. I would first like to say thank you. Thank you for listening. And if you enjoyed this message, please take a moment to write a review. By writing a review, it helps people find this message and helps me help more people. And if you really, really liked it, and you think this message could help someone else, take a screenshot, share it on Instagram, and please tag me at Nick J. Bonnie, N-I-C-K-J-B-O-N-I, so I can show my appreciation for you. We can all win by helping each other grow. Thank you. Take care, and I'll talk to you soon.